Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Gathering ourselves together once again here on Growing in Grace. Wherever you may be listening from, hello and welcome aboard. Thank you for sharing our program too, either through Facebook or however else you would like to do it. We've had uh, tremendous response and feedback, and it's a great encouragement to us, right, Joel? It's great, indeed. A great encouragement, and we appreciate hearing from people. And, you know, even if you disagree with us, that's fine, too, because, you know, iron sharpens iron, as they say, and we don't claim to have all the answers, as we say a lot on this program. It's just the cap and the breeze, and we're just sitting here chatting about God's grace, and, you know, if you want to call us and something, that's cool, but we are definitely, of course, encouraged when we hear from people and, and uh, hear that the program is blessing somebody as well. So, as always, it's it's just good to hear from you, and, and you can find out uh, how to contact us by going to growingingrace.org, and you'll find uh, the archive for all of our past programs there as well. Well, we ran out of time last week, so let's pick up kind of where we left off. We, we mentioned how there was a greater problem other than just sin, and that was that we were born dead in Adam. Then the last Adam came along, Jesus, and so while we, we all died through Adam, so to speak, and sin reigned throughout our, our human race because of him, then Jesus, the last Adam, comes along, and now all are able to be made righteous through his righteous act. Through one man's disobedience, all were made sinners, through one man's righteous act, all can be made righteous. And this is such a, a cool principle, but we, we then moved on into um, John chapter 16 as we were talking about the Spirit of God convicting us of sin. That's something I heard a, a lot throughout my Christian life, Joel. What we were starting to break down and ran, ran out of time on last week was in John 16, when the Spirit of God has come he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. And again, Jesus, as you said last week, Joel, Jesus talking about what will take place after the cross. And at the cross is where sin was dealt with and taken away, no longer a barrier between us and God in our uh, identity, position, and relationship with him. I know that's, uh, I know that's different than what a lot of people have been taught. But that's what happened at the cross, and that is finished. So as a believer now, the Spirit of God doesn't come to remind me of my sin, to convince me that I'm a sinner, to convict me of it. He comes to remind me that I am righteous. I am complete in Him. Uh, his righteousness, His life in me is something that I can celebrate day in and day out, regardless of how well I live up to the, the law of the land, so to speak, uh, the legalistic requirements that were necessary under the old covenant uh, as a part of that covenant. This is a wonderful thing. I'm convicted of righteousness. The unbeliever isn't even convicted of sin because there's a bigger problem, and that is they don't believe in Jesus, and the Spirit of God is there to convince them to uh, exercise that belief. Yeah, you know, because earlier on in the book of John, you know, the very famous passage, of course, John 3.16, where Jesus was talking to the 
Nicodemus, and he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, the verse that follows that, so very important for us to know and understand, he says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So Jesus isn't there to convict us of our sins. <laughs> Jesus was there to save us from our sins. Hello. And then in the uh, following verse, verse 18, John 3, 18, he who believes in him is not condemned. So <laughs> don't worry. You know, if you think that God is convicting you or condemning you for any of your actions, Hello, he who believes in him is not condemned. But he goes on to say, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And so that's the whole point of, of what we're saying here is that the issue isn't your behavior. It never was your behavior. The worst of the worst of the worst of the worst people in the world, the person who behaved the worst, still is made clean and pure and holy and righteous, not because of their actions, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And the person who has behaved the best of the best of the best is the most spotless, or at least as spotless as a person can be by their own behavior. That person still stands condemned if they don't believe because it's not based on their behavior. It's not based on their good deeds but it's based upon the blood of Jesus Christ and if a person has believed or not. And so, you know, if you've believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rest easy. Just rest assured that you're not condemned, that the Holy Spirit is not convicting you, is not trying to make you feel guilty. You know, because people do are good enough, uh, you know, at that by themselves of, of feeling convicted or, or guilty or or convicting other people of their sins. <laughs> and that's just, it's just an insult to the Spirit of grace and to the blood of Jesus that has taken away that sin. So, you know, again, Rest easy and rest assured that your sins are forgiven, and not only forgiven, but taken away, all because of the blood of Jesus. Talk about good news. I mean, there's some people who say good news, but then they always throw some bad in there to kind of keep people honest, I guess. They need a balance, right? <laughs> balance. I love that phrase. Well, you know, you got to have a balance, balance with this great stuff, guys. Yes, well, we're going to mix a little bad news in here, too, to the good, just so, you know, the teeter-totter will move. Um, but seriously, I was thinking this morning as I was meditating on some of these things, uh, not even specifically what we're talking about, just this good news of the gospel, and I was just thinking, this is, this is just so much fun. The, the Bible is fun again for me. It has been for years now, thanks to this revelation of, of God's goodness and grace. But there's a lot of people out there who just think it's it's all about trying to, you know, stop the sinning. Uh, you're never going to succeed with that. You're just not. I'm sorry. The good news here is, though, that the life of Christ now lives in you. You died. He lives in you. And it's just a matter of us trusting in him to live that life out through us. That doesn't mean that we're robots. Of course, we, we have choices to make and, and we can make our own decisions. But as we trust in him and come into a greater knowledge of our identity in, in him, you know, suddenly I've noticed over the years and as I've grown in this, Joel, that I, I just, I don't, I'm not perfect and I, I do things that aren't right, you know. I mean, there's things that I sh should be doing that I'm not and vice versa. So don't get me wrong here. It's just that I don't really have the desire to purposely want to go out and just 
do what's wrong. I, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's just not a part of who I am anymore. As I've grown in the knowledge of who I am, I just uh, th those kinds of desires have, have just sort of um, fallen off to the sidelines somewhere. Yeah, and, and I, I'm kind of reminded of a program that we did a few weeks ago here on Growing in Grace, a program that got tremendous response from people. I think the title of it was, for you know, you have, some, it had to do with, does God forgive us only if we forgive others? And we looked into, and we looked into some scriptures about that. And you know, the the result, or you know, the what we came to, the conclusion we came to, was that it's not that God won't forgive us if we don't forgive others, but the reason for us to forgive other people is because we've already received such great forgiveness from God. And so in the same way, when it comes to our behavior in this life in Christ, it's not that we perform in order, you know, it's not that we behave well <laughs> in order to be saved or in order to be in God's good graces, so to speak, but since we have come into this new life, we, we, we are in Christ. We've been made alive together with Christ. We've been joined together with God and made one spirit with him. And as a result of that, our minds have been renewed, and we continue to renew our minds in the truth, and our spirit is new. Our heart has been made new. God has, has given us a new heart and a new spirit. And from that, you know, that spirit, that new heart, has absolutely no desire to do what's wrong, and it's it's actually bent towards righteousness, towards godliness, towards, you know, good things. It just is naturally bent that way because it's it's by it's joined with the Spirit of God, and it's become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so, yeah, we have these little, these fleshly things in life sometimes where we might be dragged uh, here, there, or, or another direction, and we might uh, give in to it from time to time, uh, but that's not our, that's not our natural incl inclination anymore. The the natural way of our life in Christ is is like you you said, Cap. You don't feel like you want to go out and just do all those things. That's that's the normal Christian life is to is to be bent towards righteousness and towards godliness. And if a person doesn't know that, if you feel like you're always dragged in the wrong direction, you need to be encouraged all the more in the truth of who God has made you to be. Because really, you hate sin. You might think you like it because it gives you pleasure, but really, the reason that you struggle so much, if you're a person who struggles with sin, the reason you struggle so much is because you really do want to do good. And, it's, and you know the way to do that is to focus on the life of Christ in you. Yeah, instead of your own efforts. Yes. Because nobody can live the Christian life. There is one who could. His name is Jesus. Now he wants to live it through you instead of you trying so hard on your own. And, and you know, uh, there, there are some things, I think, too, Joel, that sometimes get in the way, so to speak. And that is, well, some people might think that grace is going to cause people to go out there and, and give them a license to sin and, and do the wrong thing. That's not what the Bible says. In Titus, uh, the Bible says that it's the grace of God that motivates us to do what's right, okay? It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance, uh, to, to think differently. It's, it's, not, it's not fear. Uh, it's not the, uh, the fear of hell. It's not the fear of the consequence of what God might do to you if you don't do the right thing. It, it's none of that. Uh, that. That's just wrong thinking. I'm sorry. And so there's a lot of people today 
who would think, well, I've just done a lot of things wrong. I'm going to rededicate myself to God. And I think that's something maybe we can talk a little bit more about on the next program. Is rededicating yourself to God really necessary and is it a good thing? I would like to be one to suggest that it is not. And we'll talk more about this perhaps next week on, on the program, Joel. Yeah, I think we'll do that, and so you can stay tuned for that next week here on Growing in Grace. And maybe I'll just um, end with this this thought. You know, guilt causes people to run from God. You know, guilt and fear and, and intimacy with God is affected by guilt. Uh, so, you know, that word balance that you're using, Cap, I mean, does does God really want us to balance grace with law? And and we got to have the good news, yes, but we got to balance it with some bad news and hope and then balance that with fear, and so on and so forth. You know, that stuff does not make a good relationship. That's not what God saved us for. He saved us so that we might have life, and and he didn't come to condemn us, but he came to give us his very own righteousness as a gift so we can rest in that, that it's all by his own efforts, (laughs) his own efforts, and not by our efforts. It's not by how dedicated we can be or, or how often we can rededicate ourselves ourselves to him. So stay tuned next week. We'll talk about dedication and rededication right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.